5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Yeah, it's, it's my turn to be one, I think. I'm your booty man. That's what I am. This is a jam. Oh, indeed, I love it. Here we go. Here we go. Pick a bunch of songs and let them play for the next hour. I mean, I'm fine with that if you want to. We're becoming DJs today. I, yeah. I'm often asked when you uh, tell someone you're in radio, oh, you're a DJ. My stock line is, oh, no, no, no. I have talent. <laughs> I kid. We love all our DJ friends, especially in the building. I get to the point sometimes where, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's uh, a Monday. You know what? A, a little, little warmish, but I thought it was a really nice day today. Very, absolutely, very lovely day today. Felt like spring. Kind of did. A little, uh, maybe a little summerish. Yeah, maybe a little bit more on the summer side, but not like drenching humidity. Uh, we are uh, kicking off a week of shows that will uh, include some of our favorite guests, some of our favorite friends. The great Jim Zoki makes a uh, long-awaited return. To the Patrick Johnson Show. Hey, Ben. And that's Ben Byram over there. Benjamin, uh, you, you're a man now, in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like a different person. Big birthday. You were like eight when you started here. Working. I know. I was 17 years old, straight out of high school. Still in high school. Yeah. No straight out of. Breaking and violating child labor laws, I think. And then... Straight out of the streets. I don't know about that. And then... <laughs> Uh, now look at you, a man who can legally consume a beer if he chooses to. A, a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, again, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I do think, <laughs> I do think, uh, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I've grown right before everybody's eyes. You have, you have. I'm like the little mascot around here. Well, I wouldn't go that far either, but I, I still think that, uh, no, you're, you're becoming a young man. That's always, it's always good. I think of you as older, but that's all right. I got to keep in mind you're not. I'm an old soul. So uh, we've what do we have today? We have uh, portions of the inside the ECU clubhouse chat with Coach Godwin. We'll get to that. We'll just call it our pirate report next. But uh, obviously, it's a sponsored segment, so we'll bring you some of that. 
Because I think Zoki, that's what I was looking for. I think Zoki's 535 today. Did I did I specify with you on that? Or am I just... Uh, yep, you got it. Is it 535 with Zoki? Yeah. Okay, so Jim Zoki coming up. Uh, Panthers draft. Didn't hate it. The Matt Corral, the Matt Golden Corral thing confuses me a little bit. Well, it doesn't confuse me because they obviously wanted a quarterback. Yeah. They're dying to have a quarterback there in Carolina. Absolutely. But I guess what I'm sort of scratching my head about with Matt Corral is you did give up some draft capital in a in a time period you don't need to be giving up draft capital yeah, if you're the Panthers. Yeah, or die. <laughs> because you've got they they traded they, they well they basically traded next year's third round, right? So once again, they're without a third. And see, I I still think the third round is you could still find a dude, absolutely that's going to play for you in the third round. So I I don't. Do you how much do you think he would play this year? What is your right now? What is your guy? I mean, and, and I don't think it's a terrible pick. No, I don't. Think I just it's question the timing and the mechanism of wh- how it was done. I, I'd say one, maybe two games if he's lucky. You think so? I, I think so, yeah. And with this news that they're look, still looking at getting Baker, Jimmy, or even well, Nick see, Foles. that's what yeah. I wonder. What, why, why take the quarterback there if that's still your plan? I don't think they see Corral as league ready. I think he was the most unpolished quarterback prospect no, I mean, in this draft. I, I don't think he's even close to league ready. Yeah, so I think there's just a guy he, they want to bring along. Maybe that's why they want to bring along a veteran presence like maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or Nick Foles or a Baker Mayfield to kind of coach him up or bring him along. Because Sam Darnold isn't necessarily that veteran presence you're looking for. Um, I love the first round. I mean, we talked. I talked about a little bit about this Friday. I love the first round pick. I the the, the pan- You know what the Panthers didn't do? They didn't David Tepper all over themselves. They actually, <laughs> yeah. they actually did the right thing at that for juncture. once. Yeah, I mean, I'm not used to that. I mean, frankly, they probably should have done it last year, but they did the right thing, and I and. I, I thought that was the smartest thing they could have done. It made all the sense in the world. Just everything lined up for Icky to come to Carolina. Being from Charlotte, went to NC State, needed a tackle. Uh, probably the best tackle in terms of an athlete on the board. And uh, if this draft, if there's a theme of the Panthers draft, it was speed and uh, athletic guys. Very they, athletic guys and a lot of speed. They got a lot of uh, speed. By the way, Corral, is this a Will, Gre- uh, Will Greer Ooh. situation i hope not Ooh. i he's very similar though i think in terms of uh playing career well, in similar college. They similar round right similar careers similar round yeah and that did not work out yeah that was a blunder uh no i i love the idea of uh what the panthers uh have done uh particularly with uh aquanu um i'm gonna call him everything but aquanu <laughs> Uh, because I think, can you imagine getting McCaffrey out in space on a on a play where he's kind of leading it out? I mean, yep. he, he he's a fabulous athlete, and the thing I really do like about it is he is truly a hometown kid and wants to. I think he'd set up like a charity in Charlotte. Yep, he wanted to play for Carolina too. That was his childhood team. And if he works out, you have to figure out every way to make this guy a Panther for life. I would think. Absolutely, because we've seen the alternative, and it hasn't been great. I mean, it. I think it directly lost you a Super Bowl. I mean, it was the direct calls that cost you Super Bowl 50. 
very well could have. And the other thing I think that uh, this does is it gives – it's the first NC State guy to get drafted to the Panthers. So you've opened up potentially uh, kind of some new fans. Yeah. What surprises me is I saw something where Clemson, they have never drafted a player from Clemson, the Panthers, which was kind of mind-boggling to me considering yeah. they're pretty close. You know, it shouldn't be too hard to scout them and check out some games and get a look at a few guys, but I don't know. This is Scott Fitterer, Panthers GM, on the uh, Iki Aquanu selection. Um, I, I was actually very surprised that all three tackles were there. You know, we've started to hear that four defenders may go first, one, two, three, four. But in this situation, it was, I mean, this is the best case scenario for us. And I can't say, you know, a couple of days ago, we would ever thought this would happen. So we were pleasantly surprised as it, as it went. Uh, the Giants, you know, we didn't know what they were going to do uh, in that situation with all three on the board. We thought they could go a pass rusher at that point and not tackle and still get their guy at seven, one of the two at seven, or one of the three at seven. So, uh, Overall, I thought we were, we were very excited, and we can't wait to get this guy here. And another thing that uh, Scott Fitterer talked about in uh, his post-draft press avail was the logic behind the Corral, the Matt Corral pick. Well, you know, it was interesting how the quarterbacks fell. You know, uh, people had talked about the whole quarterback group as a whole, you know, whether, whether it's first round, whatever. Uh, but as they started to slide, we kind of – took steps back with them. You know, we, we looked at going up in two uh, several different times. Um, There's just too much to get up there. But as the as the numbers stayed on the board, that allowed us to, to, to be patient and go back with those uh, quarterbacks. And uh, we're just very fortunate to have uh, someone of uh, Matt's uh, uh, talent sitting there in the third round. Brandon Smith, I think uh, there's a chance for a guy that could make a roster and play. He's big, runs well, obviously, because that's the theme of the draft. I can see him playing week one, very weak at the middle linebacker position. You well, lost I mean, your helps main quarter. Yeah, yeah, helps you on defense. And, uh, you know, he's been in a big environment. I think you get to the sixth round, and, and again, you're just hoping to, to maybe fill out some roster spots. This kid, Cade Mays, that they selected out of Tennessee, looks like he's 12. I mean, he, he looks like he, he looks like the kid – that would have the helmet that's too tight that mushes his chunky <laughs> yeah, cheeks. Yeah. On like the Pop Warner team. I mean, he's he's one of those guys he hasn't been able to like master the facial hair. That was one of those pictures like you want Lyman? All right, here you yeah. go. Here's the guy. He's from Tennessee. He must be good. But he's he's huge. Yeah. He's the size of a condominium. Well, hey, Deontay Brown was huge too. That guard that he got last year, that mammoth of a man, and that uh, well, that didn't work out. Had some conditioning issues. Then they got Kalen Barnes. Uh, with their seventh-round pick. So there you go. That's what the uh, Panthers did. We'll get Jim Zoki on uh, to talk about that. I'm not – I've seen where some people have rated them, I guess, for the value, the best draft class. Uh, Panthers today, by the way, also uh, got some free agents, you know, the undrafted free agents. Got a quarterback out of Elon, a kid named Davis Cheek, pretty good ball player. Uh, and they just have, you know, just it's kind of a smattering of of guys, a lot of ACC guys, really in it. Uh, another Penn State kid, couple out of the SEC. Baylor, any Baylor or Temple guys? Nope, no, no Baylor or Temple guys that I I see on this. No, let Rule get his one one Baylor guy there in the seventh. They're yeah. like, here, you can have it. Always got to get the Baylor guy. Um, 
DJ Ford signed on with the Jets, who had a pretty good draft, I thought. Jets seemed to have a plan, which was interesting. That's, I, I think and, and, in a good way, yeah. interesting that they I, had a plan. I, I think you can argue just because of the fact they had three first-round picks that they might have had the best draft, but well, yeah, yeah, it's too early to tell. You know? Yeah, no, but I mean, I think volume. Um, uh, the Eagles, our guy Mark Miller, ought to be excited. I thought the Eagles actually had a great knocked draft. it out of the park. I thought same with the Giants. I was sort of surprised what Green Bay did, but I it makes sense. The wide receiver pick didn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> to me. You get a guy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is closer to retirement than he is the middle of his career, and you're getting a guy that's going to develop for three or four years like Devontae Adams, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers has that kind of time to wait on a wide receiver from South Dakota or North Dakota. Are you as excited about the Steelers and Kenny Pickett as everybody else seems to? I'm not. He's uh, he's Mitch 2.0 to me. I yeah. mean, I would have been fine with him coming to Carolina, but I was fine with Mitch coming to Carolina. Yeah, so. I, I, I just don't know if that's, you know. Basically got Mitch, I feel like. And here's an interesting thing. Have the Chiefs become the new Patriots as far as the draft goes? Draft really smart, you know. Did you see the Belichick pick in the first round? Yeah, that's what. That's why I said the new Patriots. <laughs> Blew them on. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's that, that. They may have had the worst. I'll tell you who else I thought had a very sneaky good draft. Okay, all right. I'm and I, it this. pains me to admit that it's not Washington, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Lord, no. Uh, the boys, the Cowboys. Yeah, I thought yeah, the Cowboys a had, a, had a sneaky good draft. Went very line heavy, addressed all their needs. Well, that's what they, yeah. they addressed their needs. Yeah. They did what they needed to do. Yeah, got to give it to Jerry. Jerry's a good drafter. I'll give it to him. I think Dallas is going to be really, really good next year. We say really that good. every year, though, don't we? No, but I really think they are. Yeah, I, I think they could be really good this year. What What do you think? Anybody been that stands out? Didn't stand out? I think the Saints also had a pretty perplexing draft just because of their trades they made. Uh, went very heavy on receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they necessarily got the tackle that they were looking for. And now that they lost to Ron Armstead, there was just some weird picks on the Saints' part. Uh, I thought Desmond Ritter going second round of the Atlanta Falcons was kind of interesting. That uh, was interesting. How many Cincinnati guys ended up going? It was 11 last I saw. It was, it was a good amount, yeah. good amount. And the American got 20 or more guys selected. Boy, that, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? I uh, thought the Bears had a pretty decent draft. I like the Jags draft a tad bit more than a lot of other people seem to, only because of one guy. The Trayvon running back. Walker? No, no, no. The running oh, back. Snoop Connor. Snoop Connor. That name alone means he's a great <laughs> NFL player, as far as I'm concerned. Anybody that goes by the name Snoop Connor. Well, at least they had like highlight films for him. Or that Cole Strange guy that uh, Bill Belichick <laughs> picked for the Patriots in the first round, they had nothing for him. They picked him, yeah. no highlight package, no draft analysis. They moved on and started cutting a promo on uh, Tyreek Hill getting traded to Miami. There goes his draft moment. Yeah. Well, no, no film. And it, think about this. In this day and era, no film? Crazy. It's a crazy Belichick pick there. The other one we're talking about or not talking about that continues just to be excellent are the the Ravens. Oh, they nailed it. Yeah. That, that, I can't believe I forgot about that one. They might have been the best in the draft to me, in my personal opinion. Uh, getting being it, Just the Ravens having Kyle Hamilton should be a crime. That That's insane he dropped to them. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore, they're going to be another one kind of address needs. They're going to be really good next year. Yep. They're going to be really good. Got right. the best center in the draft, too. They needed a center because uh-huh. our center, their center went to the Panthers. So Back to uh, the Panthers really quick here. Uh, we have a Matt Rule cut. Is this, did you edit this down or? 
No, he kept it short and sweet. I think he got short, cursed up before this. Short and sweet? This this, is 50, for Matt Rule, this is short and sweet. Well, that's why I was wondering, did you edit it down and take out not. all of the I did not. This is him. Okay. This is Porky Pig himself. <laughs> now, Ben. Uh, Matt Rule, thoughts on the Panthers draft? Uh, I think, you know, um, Scott called me on the way in this morning um, with the potential of maybe uh, moving up. Um talked about certain guys. Brandon Smith was a guy that we've targeted for a long time. Um, I don't know, Scott, what, six foot four, 250 pounds, four, five, 40. You know, part of that group of kids, that, you know, he's young. He came out early. Uh, you see all the physical traits, especially in this division where you have to, you know, have linebackers who can run with tight ends, run with running backs. Um, and so uh, just being persistent enough to find a way to, to get back into the fourth. You know, to, to think yesterday we didn't have a second or third. We got into the third. We were able to get back into the fourth, pick up a, a, a physical, you know, specimen like Brandon Smith and then follow that up by, you know, two other of the fastest players in the draft. So uh, really excited about, uh, you know, the moves that were made to, to get Brandon here. Matt Rule played at Penn State. He's got his Penn State guy yeah. there, so he's high on him. He loves yeah. Brendan Smith. I'd forgotten that that kid had, uh, as, as he stated, left early. Too. Well, uh, yep. I, I I think their first three, three picks are guys that'll be able to. Well, two of the first three picks are guys that are going to be able to play the Carroll thing uh, or Corral thing. Again, I don't hate it. I just question the mechanism at which you got there. I like your comparison to Will Greer. I think nobody's bringing that up. This can very well be a Will Greer situation with Matt Corral. Especially I hope this not. Especially if this quarterback room starts getting crowded. Uh, we, we can very well see that. Well, and I'm just I'm trying to think, okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Is that a movable piece? I don't think it's a movable piece for him either. So I, I'm really kind of. Well, he dropped that far. I mean, anybody could have took him if they really wanted him. I'm just trying to figure out how. I'm trying to figure out which. How do you? How are you still in play for these other quarterbacks? Other than Baker Mayfield, obviously needs to go somewhere. I guess you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't have to give up much for Baker Mayfield because. Well, that's. I think whoever winds up with him, that's the plan. Yeah. We don't want to have to give up a bunch to get him. Yeah, it's probably between us and the Lions. I would think. Who else would it be? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking the same for Jimmy. I think he stays in San Francisco. Yeah. I, I, I'm i not the biggest Trey Lance guy, and I think he's a guy that well still needs to sit in another year, a couple more well, games. I'm not saying that. I just think you got to have two guys now. Yeah, absolutely. And he's better than a lot of guys number two, Garofalo. I, I just, to me, and I'm a dummy. What do I know? Um, I'm, I'm not advanced stats guy I'm not but to me when you see a guy win can't dispute that you can't dispute that and I know the quarterbacks don't they get all of the credit and they get all of the well anyway something we're always thinking about NFL other things hey we got pirate uh, baseball on the mind as well and we will talk with uh, coach Godwin next in our Inside the ECU Clubhouse segment on the Patrick Johnson Show. You were always on my mind. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. 
your flagship home of pirate baseball. 94.3 The Game. Warren's Hot Dog Pizza. Homemade lemonade. Hey, Pirate Nation, Warren's now has two locations. In Greenville, across from Ron Ayers Motorsports, and the new Chocowinity location next to the fire department. Stop in today for hot dogs, pizza, subs, apple and peach turnovers, homemade lemonade, and breakfast in Chocowinity featuring homemade cheese, ham and chicken biscuits, plus sausage dogs, and more. Warren's Hot Dogs. Want some? Get some. Go Pirates! Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-540-8816. 800-540-8816. That's 800-540-8816. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport. Time for a weather update, and yep, there's still weather outside. It's a temperature. It could rain or not. It's either hot or cold. So wear a jacket or don't. Anyway, good luck. Unclear information isn't helpful, which is why when your car needs repair, head to Meineke Car Care Centers. With Meineke e-inspection, we'll send photos and technician notes straight to your phone, telling you what should be fixed and why. Get a basic oil change starting in 1995. Meineke, doing car care right. At participating locations, terms and conditions apply. It's time to head inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball Coach Cliff Godwin. On your home for East Carolina Baseball. 94-3, the game. Going back, looking up, see you later! Patrick Johnson's visit with Coach Godwin is covered by... The Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and Newburn, And by HealthWise Pharmacy in Greenville. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker. HealthWise Pharmacy puts you and your health first. Here's Patrick Johnson with Coach Cliff Godwin. Pirates uh, get a sweep over the weekend of Cincinnati. A lot of uh, energy and enthusiasm. From uh, Pirate Nation on hand, Cliff Godwin is uh, with us, Pirate Baseball head coach, as his team uh, now uh, in first in the American with uh, a week without midweek games and then a final conference uh, series on the road 
coming up uh, next uh, weekend. So lots to talk about here, lots to uh, jump in. Uh, Coach, uh, congratulations on uh, this huge sweep this weekend with Cincinnati. Uh, your thoughts initially on the series, obviously a uh, couple of really good games, and then yesterday a fine performance to uh, to uh, get the victory in the series sweep 6-3. Well, <clears throat> really proud of our guys. Anytime you can sweep a team, no matter who they are, um, it's, uh, it's awesome. You know, and I thought our guys won in a lot of different ways. Of course, on Friday and Saturday we got behind. Um, Friday a little bit farther behind than we did on Saturday, but the guys continued to battle. I thought our pitching was outstanding on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Coach Knight and myself really, you know, challenged the pitchers to just push the pace and get the ball and pitch. And I thought CJ Mayhew was outstanding on Saturday. Um, and I thought Trey Savage was great this weekend. Of course, Spivey was really good on Friday. Um, Garrett Saylor being himself all the time. And then Zach Agnos, you know, being able to close out the game yesterday against a very good offensive team um, and other guys. But uh, really proud of the way our guys competed and just found what ways to win um, all three games because uh, Cincinnati's very good offensively. And, you know, it's just always tough when you play a team six times. I mean, we beat them five out of six times. It's just, you know, it's really hard to do because, you can seem to play the same team. It's it's not as easy if it's, you're playing the team for the first time. You know, it's like it was like hearkening back to those four game series of last year. Uh, sort of, yeah. you were doing this all over again. But that's a wrinkle in the American schedule, uh, and and it is interesting. I think you bring up a great point. I mean, you're playing another team or a, a team for another series, uh, and it's a home and home situation. Granted, but I mean, th- those are six games against. Uh, an opponent that is going to be maybe a little more familiar with you quite possibly and, and you with them. Uh, and, that, and that makes that series kind of that second series take on a real different dynamic. I'd have to imagine. Yeah. And I mean, we've done it for, um, you know, I, I think this was our third year with Cincinnati, I think. Um, so, you know, it's not just this year, it's years past. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah. familiar, familiar with the coaches and, you know, some of the same players. And um, so, yeah, um, you know, and, and Scott Dugan does a really good job over there and getting these guys to show up every day no matter what the record is. And that's why they always play good in conference. So, um, but super proud of our guys and, and really appreciate the fans this weekend. I thought Saturday and Sunday especially, the, the crowds were awesome and they were really into the game. And um, like I said earlier, we got a lot of home games coming up, not this weekend, but, the next two weeks after this weekend, um, you know, with midweek games and the uh, final two home conference series. So we need the fans to continue to come out and um, be loud like they've been because it was awesome. Coach Cliff Godwin's with us. Uh, I, I have a question about uh, the schedule. Uh, actually, a, a, a avid Pirate baseball fan and listener of the show and of uh, this uh, chat we have, uh, wanted me to ask you this, so I'll get to that in a second. But I, I do want to ask you this: You you mentioned this, uh, coach, and that is Cincinnati is is kind of been that uh, two series partner. How's that determined by the league? Does that switch up any? How, how does that kind of play out? I know things have been a little wonky with the schedule here in recent years overall, but uh, how does that rotate? Is there any any method behind, mad, uh, method behind that madness? I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, if you go back a few years ago, we were paired up with UConn. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in theory, it's the, the closest travel partner. 
now we were closer to UCF than we were to UConn, but UCF has South Florida right there, so that's a bus. So, um, so the closest travel partner to save money was the way it started, and Cincinnati right now is our closest one um, as well. So, that's in Cincinnati, it's UCF in South Florida. Right. It's uh, Tulane in Memphis, and then Houston and Wichita State are, are travel partners. Yeah. So, um, and I can't remember if it rotates next year or not. Um, we, we wanted to rotate it at some point in time and get away from just because you just get, you know, tired of playing the same team that many times. And then also, you know, if you're paired up with a team that you feel like maybe is uh, really hard all the time, then, you know, there's schools that want to, to rotate, you know, the schedule. So, right, right, uh, yeah. I'm up for whatever, but uh, I, I can't remember if they decided if we're going to rotate next year or not. Because after next year, then of course the new teams come into the conference. So yeah, uh, we will not have uh, at least I hope not because we'll have more teams. <laughs> we will not <laughs> travel yeah. on it. Yeah, teams come twenty four. Absolutely, uh, Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin is uh, is with us uh, here. I want to go back uh, to Saturday. Uh, you all. Uh, got behind uh, in that one uh, with uh, Cincinnati. I think they had a three-spot. Uh, might have been the inning prior, but I, but I remember uh, going back and kind of looking uh, through that uh, seventh inning where you tied it up. Uh, and what I thought was interesting there is uh, the way you started that bottom of the seventh and then the way you advanced the runner, uh, which was Starling, who led off uh, everything, if I recall, with the double. So that was just some nice p- piece of, of hitting up and down behind him with Amac and then Ben Newton with the sack fly. That was an interesting uh, way to, to uh, get some good at-bats, I would, I would feel like, and, you know, tie the score up. And it seemed like a big momentum uh, shift there uh, in, in that particular time. But it just that was just some really nice pieces of execution uh, from those first three guys especially. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, Starling let off the inning with a double, um, we actually were, were slashing to move the runner and a Mac, uh, hit a ball to, you know, deep enough right center field, Starling tag. Um, and then Ben Newton got the sack fly. So he had one hit and then, you know, two really good jobs by a Mac and Ben Newton, a situational hitting and getting mm-hmm. the guy in. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that's what playoff baseball, in my opinion, is right there. So to, to get a run to tie it up. And, you know, of course we, Got to run the bottom of the eighth. Bryson double, Josh hit the ball hard. First baseman bobbles it, and, and Bryson slides in. You know, from the throw, ball kicked away from the first baseman. So um, that that's you know, pirate baseball at its finest, in my opinion. With the crowd going crazy, that was that was a really huge moment. And then Ben Twilliger, I forgot to mention him, but he was outstanding on uh, Saturday on the bullpen. Yeah, you know, three innings, no runs. Uh, you know, if we hadn't have. Uh, scored that run with Bryson, he wouldn't have probably got that pinch, that pinch hit. Not a pinch hit, he was in a D8 spot <laughs> if we had right. for Agnos to come in, but um, you know, he actually hit at his previous school, so it's not he didn't take BP or anything, but it's not <laughs> unfamiliar to him to get in there. He just hasn't seen a lot of live pitching. Yeah, yeah. Inside the ECU Clubhouse there with Cliff Godwin, and it is brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy and by the Gavigan Agency. You could go on and hear more of that conversation. There's a good uh, 10, 12, 15 minutes of that conversation. It's 
some real interesting stuff with scheduling and uh, a few other things. We obviously talk uh, in more detail about Bryson Worrell's uh, fabulous weekend, uh, particularly his great play Sunday with the uh, bat uh, and uh, great catch that he made in that game Sunday. We, we get into all of that and a lot more. Uh, so log on to 943thegame.com to download the podcast inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin. We bring it to you every Monday during the baseball season. Uh, usually about mid-morning, it's ready for uh, download. So as you come back into work and utilize uh, your uh, work places computer to do things like uh, order stuff online or check your uh, check social your media. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead and download the podcast. Use company resources for that. I, ben will sign a note for you. Speaking of Ben, he's got an update, 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update. And when we come back, our guy Jim Zoki, live from the Queen City, will join us. A Hall of Famer, I might add. Jim Zoki, making his first appearance since the football season concluded on the Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks, Patrick, taking a look at what's happening around Pirate Nation. ECU baseball is a huge weekend as they get the series sweep at home against Cincinnati. With the win, the Pirates are now the sole leaders in the conference standings. Bryson World made it to the AAC's conference honor roll after his performance in the series, which saw him go 5 for 11 with four runs scored and four RBIs. Meanwhile, ECU women's lacrosse pushes a berth in the conference tournament, which will be hosted in Greenville. Despite a 4 to 16 loss to Florida, the Lady Pirates' opening opponent in the tournament will be a rematch against Florida set for this Thursday at 4.30 in Johnson Stadium. And for Pirate football, a couple Pirates latching onto rosters as undrafted for agents. Safety DJ Ford signed a contract with the Jets while cornerback Quan McMillan joins the Broncos. More on the NFL in a bit. From college basketball, Florida Gators forward Keontae Johnson, who collapsed during a game in December of 2020 and hasn't practiced or played since, has announced that he's entering the transfer portal. From college football, Nebraska head coach Scott Frost has been hit with minor penalties for coaching violations. And from the NFL, recent reports indicate despite drafting Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, the Panthers could still make a move for Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Nick Foles. Breaking news is Cardinals star receiver DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for the first six games of the 2022 season due to violating the league's PED policy. New Orleans Saints agreed to a deal with All-Pro safety Tyron Matthew. The terms of the contract have not been released. The Chiefs signed Clemson star receiver Justin Ross is an undrafted free agent. The Steelers declined Devin Bush's fifth-year option. Former Panthers guard Trey Turner reaches a one-year deal with the Washington Commanders. And former Panthers running back Mike Davis has officially been released by the Falcons. That's going to do it here at 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron Moore from Jim Zoki on the other side of this quick timeout. Adam Gold Middays, Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, gang, it's Patrick Johnson. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest precision medicine using natural biologics. Growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. 
You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call QC Kinetics now. 252-765-PAIN. 252-765-PAIN. 765-PAIN. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grill Master, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. Hey, I'm Gray Fussell. I'm a fourth-generation winemaker at Dupa Winery and a proud alumnus of ECU. I'd love for you to visit with us in Rose Hill or North Myrtle Beach or look for our delicious fruity wines in your favorite store or on our website. As always, thank you for your support. And now that I work full-time with my dad, I understand why Mom enjoys a glass of our Hatter's Red every night. Thanks for drinking Duplin and go Pirates. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. not every day you get a chance to talk to a Hall of Famer. The great Jim Zoki, a triumphant return to the Patrick Johnson Show. T-Man, Ben B-Baby Byram. And uh, we say hello to uh, the one and only. Jim Zoki, a uh, WBT Hall of Famer, now officially. Zoke, how are you? Patrick, doing well. I'm actually uh, wearing my yellow blazer as I speak to you as a <laughs> Hall of Famer. And uh, got to say, yeah, uh, a little bit hungry now. I sat through that commercial break. Ah. Seahorse Steakhouse, yeah. Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. I can't be hearing all this when I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> well, uh, when you when you make a uh, long-awaited trip to Greenville for something, we'll we'll hook you up with all of those uh, hot spots. How does that sound? We'll. we'll I can't wait. I want to do places. that. Yeah. I want to do it right now. Actually, yeah. Well, you and me both. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was saying, Boy, wouldn't a steak be great tonight? Wouldn't that be awesome? I know. I know. I'm sitting here listening to this thing. i got to eat. I'm going to have like a bowl of cereal here. I need something to eat. <laughs> Indeed. 
All right. Uh, everything good with you before we get into the little football talk here? Uh, how's life in, in Zokeville? Oh, doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, doing well. It's uh, off-season. Uh, still got the day job uh, Monday through Friday doing mornings. As you said, at WBT, Panthers uh, getting ready for some mini camps here in the next little while and mandatory mini camp in June. So we'll get back into it before you know it. We're only about, what, two and a half months away from training camp now. Yeah, exactly. All right. How was the Hall of Fame deal? How was that? Very nice, actually. It was very nice. So there were three of us that got put in. John Stokes, who was a our news anchor, I worked with him in the mornings. For He was there for 30 years. I didn't work with him for 30 years, but he was there right. for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Great friend of mine. And Bob Lacey, yeah. who's uh, been like 50 years in and out of the building working with us. If people remember him from uh, probably PM Magazine, even out your way. But uh, was on WBT, obviously, back in the day, went into the Hall of Fame. But uh, they did a great uh, thing at the uh, Holton uh, Theater, uh, the CPCC in uh, downtown Charlotte, and uh, had hundreds and hundreds of people there, so it was a really cool event. WBT turned 100 years old that weekend, so it's it's cool to work at a legendary uh, set of call letters like that. Uh, Bob Lacey, everybody knows uh, Bob and Sherry, and in fact, they were on right. this station at one point, many many moons okay. ago. Yeah, there you go. Lacey and and the Big Hen Henry are big buddies. They're big. Uh, they're big pals and friends. Well, you know, and Henry with everybody, essentially. Well, that's just, true. You know, add, Hen- add Henry, name friends. I mean, there's just there's yeah. no stopping it. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, did you have to give a speech? I did. I didn't have to. I was, uh, I was excited to give a speech. But okay. um, it was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, enjoyed it. And we got a, if you know, a chance to thank everyone. I've been there for 28 years off and on. I've been there two different stints. Right. So uh, for me, it was, uh, yeah, a great chance to kind of thank everyone, tell some funny stories. Uh, by two uh, inductees that brought me up were Bill Rosinski and Mick Mixon. Wow. The uh, two play-by-play voices in the history of the franchise over the first 27 years. So both, uh, I mean, that was like a first in a Panther lifetime achievement, I believe, is having Bill Rosinski and Mick Mixon on the same stage talking. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Did you mention Ben by chance in your speech? I led with Ben. Okay. Um, I, you know, I kind of wanted to get it out of the way so I wouldn't forget. And Great get start. It, like, right up front and center, like, and, you know, Ben Baby, and people are like, going, hey, don't worry about it. And then I moved on to some other people. So, yeah, absolutely, Ben, Patrick, everybody got to mention. Uh, Zoke's funny. All right, the great Jim Zoki uh, with us here to talk about. All right, here's my, uh, first of all, the Panthers. Love the first pick. Love the first pick. I, I, I actually let out an audible, Yahoo! <laughs> I, that's how excited I was. Yeah, I was actually excited about this. I may be playing it up a little. I haven't heard you that excited about TV since 90 Day Fiance. That's an amazing <laughs> Yes, part. exactly. I'm off the 90 Day. I'm strictly, strictly. That just got too much. I'm strictly uh, the boat show now. I'm strictly Below Deck. I'm, I'm team Below, below Deck, deck is, all the way. Below Deck is my favorite trash TV show is Below Deck. Yes. Yeah, and, and Jill and I always talk about if we were to ever get enough money to go on below, to like rent the Below Deck yacht, and I said, if we do that, we have to take Jim Zoki and his wife. Now, I know you have no idea who these people are, honey, but we have to no, take them as our guests. That, and we have to tip really well at the end, or they speak poorly of you on the way out. So we got to tip well too. Did, did, did you watch this season where they gave somebody a sixty-five hundred dollar tip at the end of the thing, and they were obnoxious guests? You got to watch that. <laughs> I'll have to look for that one. <laughs> yes, below deck sailing yacht, fabulous. Okay, fabulous. Got it. All right, the great Jim Zoki is with us. All right. Uh, Icky Aquanu, I loved it. I yep. loved the pick, though. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I obviously met a need. If he can play, kid from Charlotte, it should be a Panther for life. But we'll, we'll see how all that plays out. But I thought he was I, 
And the other thing is this, Jim, and you know this, this kind of opens, this opens up a little bit of um, the opportunity for uh, kind of Wolfpack Nation to get in on the Panthers thing a little bit because it's the first ever pick they've taken out of NC State. I was going to actually say that, yes. It's surprisingly in 28 years now. First time they've drafted someone from NC State. Now, of course, we've got NC State players. We've got Justin yeah. Burris and we had Jericho Couch. We've had players come through. But the first time they've spent a draft pick on an NC State player and a kid from Charlotte, obviously, Providence State High School. In fact, I know his high school coach, Adam Hastings, coached our boys at Audrey Kell High School here in Charlotte before he moved over uh, to Providence State. So I actually know his coach, Adam Hastings, great guy. And um, so he's had good coaching through high school, obviously, at college uh, with Dave Doran. And I agree with you. It's like they have to pick of not only any offensive lineman, but any offensive players, all five defensive players up front. So you kind of couldn't mess it up. And so they made the right pick, I thought, too, by taking Icky. I mean, take the not just the hometown kid, but the guy that was on some boards, rated the number one prospect regardless of position. So and it fills a huge need for this team at left tackle. And now that offensive line looks completely reworked with Austin Corbett and Bradley Bozeman coming in as free agents. Of course, Taylor Moten over on the right side and a chance for Brady Christensen, maybe, or Pat Elfline to compete for that left guard spot. Uh, Jim, I believe Scott Fitterer mentioned it earlier in a press conference that it was kind of a best-case scenario for him because the three best left tackles were surprisingly still on the board for him with the sixth overall pick. What uh, led them to choose Icky over the other two and Evan Neal and uh, Charles Cross? I think there's just a little bit more of an edge with him. He's such a road grader when it comes to the run-blocking game that is unique to any of those tackles that you mentioned there, that you know, they all have pass-blocking technique. And, uh, and pass pros be something that he's going to have to improve as a pro, as they all will. But, uh, it, you know, he is such a pancake roadblock <laughs> guy running downhill. Uh, his numbers are just crazy as far as pancake blocks in the running game. So that's huge. I think they like that. Even though he's, he, his own mom said he's a big teddy bear, on the field he's got that nasty edge. You keep hearing the term tone setter has been used a lot in the last couple of days. So I think he's a guy that really you know, provides a little bit of a nastiness on the field, physicality that they need. And that, that gets back to being in the run game. And you know, they, they couldn't really run the ball effectively last year, especially when McCaffrey got hurt. You know, putting that component in there will give them a little bit more grit, I would think. The great Jim Zoki joining uh, the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip Matt Corral for now because I just want to mention briefly, I, I think Brandon Smith, might be a little bit of a steal. Big run. Ben and I were talking about this. Everybody in this draft can run. Everybody's fast for their position. Everybody is athletic for their position. I think Brandon Smith could have been a third-round kind of guy, but you pick him up in the fourth, and you could see him maybe being someone with his measurables that will uh, hang around and, and, and help. Ben noted this, as the avid Panthers fan he is. They need some help at inside linebackers. So from a you know, a guy who checks it physically, this guy seems to, to at least tick those check marks. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, as I say, you can't coach those kind of traits at speed and some of the, the measurables, like you said, that are beyond football. So the question is going to be, why wasn't he around in the fourth round? You know, why was Amari Barno out of Virginia Tech yeah. in the sixth round? Why was Kalen Barnes in the seventh round around a 4-2-3 at the Combine? And these guys are freakish athletes. But what kind of football players are they going to be? So that's the question with all three of those guys that came on day three is they've got incredible physical, tangible measurables. Now it's going to be up to the coaching staff to coach these guys into productive NFL defensive players because they've all got those physical traits. Uh, but the question why all those guys went day three 
It has to do with uh, football acumen. It's not that they can't get it. There's unfinished products, as so many players are coming out of college. But, yeah, they, they bring a lot of upside, potentially. Uh, but it's a, it's a little bit of a, a boom or bust as far as yeah. guys with, uh, with great skill sets. But uh, can they be NFL-caliber productive football players? All right, before we get to Matt Corral, Ben, do you have anything else you want to ask before we get? All right, we're getting to Matt Corral now. <laughs> I, I don't mind the pick. I think I just really am having a hard time wrapping my mind around how they went about going to get the quarterback. Uh, you know, Because, look, third round, you can still get guys that can, can – I mean, again, you're, you're going to enter another draft without a third-round pick. You can still get guys that can make the roster and contribute in a big way in that round. So that that's my only, I guess, real gripe. I know Ben probably has a few more, but that's that's my gripe. So, what's the thinking behind that uh, with, with Corral? And then, if you're in talks for these other quarterbacks still, as it's being reported, why go there? I think they, you know, they're what they wanted was a quarterback that is budget friendly. When you draft a quarterback, you have five years control at a reasonable rate in that rookie contract. So it gives them a quarterback without having to fork over $19 million to get one. Uh, that you control at a low rate. And there's a guy that we don't know. Obviously, we sit here with us just to be honest. I mean, we don't know about the top, you know, three, two of the three picks in the 2018 draft. They were talking about getting Baker Mayfield, the number one pick, and they have Sam Darnold, the third pick in the draft. You know, let alone how do you know the late third rounder, what Matt Corral has. So let's not right. pretend to know that he's going to be a star or he's not going to make it. Nobody knows. Uh, so we'll see. But obviously, he brings a quick release. He's got great feet. Uh, he works almost exclusively RPO, so he's got to learn how to be a pocket NFL quarterback. So it's going to be a slower climb. It's going to be a year of learning, hopefully, for him uh, in the system with Ben McAdoo as the new offensive coordinator. So let's see what we got. I mean, we don't know uh, to what degree Matt Car- uh, Corral's uh, uh, physical durability will be at that high ankle sprain in his last game. Yeah, yeah. He holds up and play 17 games. So let's see what his growth is in the NFL and just uh, let it cook. Let's see where it goes. But I mean, this, does this feel, am I wrong to think that this feels a little Will Greerish? I can see it. You know, you never, that's the thing you don't know about Will Guys. People said when the Panthers took, when Marty Herney took him in the third round, that was a reach in the third round that he's probably more of a fifth round guy. I think these quarterbacks, when you got past uh, Pickett, and Willis was kind of the first tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think it goes to the next three, which included, uh, of course, you know Sam Howell going up to, to Washington and uh, Ritter going to um, Atlanta. I think those guys are kind of viewed as three through five mm-hmm. in some kind of order. Then I felt like there was another drop after that. And I don't know that you could tell Sam Howell versus Ritter versus Corral as far as projecting what their future in this league is going to be. Are, are any of those guys future starting quarterbacks? You know, maybe not. It's not – a strong draft class. Next year's a stronger draft class uh, with the guys that are coming out with well, Alabama and Ohio State. That's what I mean. But why I why would you, you need to get a young quarterback why, out there? I, I guess you kind of answered it. You go get a quarterback because you at least get a guy that you have you have him on that five-year at a budget-friendly deal. But if you're going to go quarterback and you're not going to make one of these trades, try to – because you're, you're probably going to have a chance to be in line to get somebody next year out of this draft. But uh, anyway, Ben, I know, has a couple things for you. Here we go. I just one quick one here, Jim. Um, Matt Crow, of course, uh, had a trade up to get him, gave up some draft capital next year. Um, according to Ian Rappaport, he reports that uh, Panthers quarterback Matt Crow fell to the third round due to off-field issues. Should that be a cause for concern when it comes to being a Panthers fan or if you're the organization itself? 
Well, some of those date back to high school. Apparently got in a uh, high school fight with Wayne Gretzky's son or something back in the day. So I think there's That's pretty um, cool. You know, some of that stuff's pretty dated. He had some alcohol stuff that he had in his past, but he has owned up to it, uh, has turned a corner, and this is stuff the Panthers were well aware of. In fact, Matt Rule was asked about it immediately in their uh, post-draft press conference. And he said, I respect a guy that learns from his mistakes, is open to talk about it, being transparent about it and growing from it. So, again, uh, you know, are these things that were just the things that a 17- or an 18-year-old, 19-year-old did, or is this something that's an ongoing issue? And they, they seem to be satisfied uh, that he's not that guy, that that was, you know, more young kid stuff. So that they, they don't seem to be thinking that's going to be the kind of kid that he is growing up. The great Jim Zook. You got anything else, Ben? One more, one more. Okay. I, uh, I saw Mike Davis got released by the oh, Falcons earlier today. Yeah. Panthers making a move there. I feel like uh, we got a we got a right or wrong. No, we got uh, Dante Foreman, who's the same kind of player. So we, they've already filled that physical running back need with Dante Foreman uh, coming aboard from Tennessee to back up Christian McCaffrey. Of course, you got the speed guy Chuba Hubbard. So you've already got the three pretty quality running backs right there. Yeah, uh, uh, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So real quick, Jim, what will the Panthers do? What will they address here? What do they need to address uh, post draft here? You know, then they, you have the undrafted free agents that kind of help to fill out the, the roster yeah. to get your, your off-season camp stuff. They brought in the Elon quarterback, yeah. Davis Cheek. And, again, these are guys that just kind of fill out the roster there. So, basically, they got now they've got what they've got. As I guess you said they won't close the door, I guess, on a quarterback situation. But what I'm hearing is they want to see Sam Darnold behind a better offensive line and with Christian McCaffrey for a full season. Uh, they want to develop Matt Corral and then you have P.J. Walker. So, I don't anticipate – a Nick Foles, Baker Mayfield, or Jimmy G situation happening here. I, you know, I guess you always leave the door open, but I don't think they're going to go that route with yet another quarterback. So I think they're basically done for now until they get to camp. Thanks, Jim. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thank you. There he goes. Jim Zoki off to get a steak or steak sandwich. He's coming down here. We'll be back to wrap it up next. Johnson show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates 94.3 the game need to insure a boat in Edenton a business in Elizabeth City a car in Greenville how about a farm truck in Columbia or a home on the Outer Banks Weatherly Insurance Agency an independent insurance agency with five locations in eastern North Carolina is here to help Weatherly Insurance Agency has agents you can get to know because they're your neighbors and live in your town call today 888-OBX-2-IBX or on the web at weatherlyinsurance.com from the Outer Banks to the Inner Banks Weatherly Insurance has you covered country mart stores of pitt county are locally owned and part of your community at country mart they offer that great shell gasoline with shell rewards that save you money at the pump and these days that's really important and don't forget smitty's restaurant at the highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had the stokes location also offers hot food Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. You heard the saying, there are two things every American does, die and pay taxes. Well, there's a third, watch television. Listen, we all watch TV, but it doesn't need to be cable. With a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home, you have TV of the future. Did you know with this new home service, you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone. Watch TV anywhere in the country, all with 
this new Dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you, even let your kids watch it at college. All for one low price, locked in for two years, and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. Your Carolina Hurricanes play tonight in the Stanley Cup playoff first round. They'll play host and have home ice for the first two rounds at least. For uh, They'll play host to Boston tonight. They swept the Bruins in the regular season, but that means nothing. Bruins have bounced the Canes from two of the last three yep. postseasons. Uh, I like the Canes, but uh, Boston is the money favorite as far as Vegas goes. Yeah. I think it's going to be close. I, I'm going six games, Ben. I, I could see that. I think Boston's a little bit more of a finesse team as compared to past teams that are a little bit more physical. I think this is the year the Canes get over the hump and they okay. start their uh, Stanley Cup window. Mm. Gotcha. Six games? What do you think? Uh, I'm going Canes in five. Mark Maniscalco, play-by-play voice. What did I call him, Mark? Mark. I'm thinking of the weatherman. Mark. Mike Maniscalco. You know, Mike used to be on with a guy named Mark, and so that was very confusing. Mike too. and Mark. Yeah, Mike and Mark. Mike Maniscalco. Not Mark Maniscalco, the weatherman. Mike Maniscalco will be on with us tomorrow. Maybe. Might get mad I screwed his name up. Uh, check out the Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Cliff Godwin podcast coming your way at 943thegame.com every Monday mid-morning. Available right now for the latest uh, episode. Thanks to Coach, thanks to Zoke, and thanks to Ben. We'll see you tomorrow. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Mom, Dad. Before you throw out those unused medicines, just think for a minute. Grandma, Grandpa, all you guys take meds. That's why 